This episode is supported by ED Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you need to check out ED Wine Company. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So check them out on Instagram at edwineco and go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery, like Shane and I get, or just a single wine package. Whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code ThisFamilyTree10 to get 10% off your order. Again, that's edwine.ca and ThisFamilyTree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane. Date night must begin. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane. We're sitting on the couch, and we're freshly shampooed. And we're ready to chat about life with you. Welcome to, to date, date night. night. So that... <laughs> I'm not freshly shampooed. Hey, you took a shower today. I didn't shampoo my hair. I'm on a plan where I actually don't wash my hair for a year. Are you really? You told me if I don't wash my hair for a year, it's going to not be constantly they... greasy as hell. We haven't... I didn't know you were doing it, but hold on. I just want to start off by saying, you know, that intro, I, it was too long. I made a little poem, so I just cut it down to two last lines of the poem. But before we get into your hair thing, which I'm very intrigued about and I'm actually dying to ask you questions about. I think I just answered everything, but continue. No, I have more questions. Okay. Let's do our wine tasting. Shane, will you pass me the bottle? With pleasure. So every week, Shane and I crack open a bottle of wine that we get from Edie Wine Company, and we try to guess the tasting notes. We suck as it is, but we're learning all the time. So, my dears, cheers. Cheers. All right, so tonight we are drinking a Marula Salento 2018. Okay, this wine is the smoothest wine I think we've had yet. It's gorgeous. Oh, I want to make a note. I uncorked this at like two o'clock in the afternoon to see if that made a difference. I don't know if it does, but I don't know if that contributes to smoothness. Yeah, this is smooth wine. I would say the tannins on this are low. If tannins yeah. are the thing that make you Renee Zellwigery, I think tannins are low. They are low. I think acidity could be high. I, I don't even find it very acidic. No. I find it like a pleasant spot somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But could be. Smell I, I it. Think... There's a lot on the nose. Okay. I just can't place what it is. I can always place it after we've read the tasting notes. <laughs> Same. A lot of flavor. It's just like, to me, it's just like a really nice fruity flavor. It's not sour. It's not acidic. It doesn't taste like that like tart fruit before it's ripe. Like it just tastes like some really nice, like luscious fruit. That I describe this wine as being luscious. I don't know. It's like so smooth. I want to say strawberry or something. You even know, even though strawberry is not like a, a real wine thing. No, it feels like you have like the biggest, juiciest, most ripe strawberry in the world and you're just taking a bite into it. But it's not too sweet. Like it's a perfect balance. So I'm going to read the tasting notes that we got from Elizabeth Davies, a sommelier. Named after the birds that make the vineyard their playground every time at harvest, Marula. The deep oh, I love Marula birds. Do you know what they are? No, of course not. You know, I actually, one of my teachers in high school, her first name is Marula and she's Italian. So I'm wondering if she was named after the birds. She probably was. Yeah, I had no idea. I just always thought her name was interesting. Maybe she was named after this wine. <laughs> is she older than two years old? Yes. Okay, never mind then. The deep ruby color is gorgeous. It's true. It really is. It's like that deep garnet color. 
the fruit smells ripe and slightly dried at times too. That makes sense. Is it okay before I read any more and even just the slightest mention of dried, does it even taste like dried cranberries as an aftertaste? I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, not right. overtly to me. Ripe blackberry, dried black currant, black cherry, plum, and cassis. There are subtle flavors that complement the bold fruit. A touch of vanilla bean and dark chocolate. Ooh, see, I'm going to love mm. looking for vanilla and dark chocolate, two of my favorite things. A slightly herbal component, too, in the form of peppermint. This is 100% multiple Chiano from Puglia, Italy. The grapes were left to macerate on their skins for 25 days, which explains the rich color of the wine. Then it was aged in new French oak barriques for 8 to 10 months. That oak contributes to baking spice, dark chocolate, and increases the tannin. Weird, because we both said like we didn't taste any or feel any tannin. The wine was then aged in bottle for 15 months before being released for a drinking pleasure. This holding time helps all the flavors settle in and integrate with each other. All these steps and more have resulted in a beautifully balanced, full-bodied red. This can easily stand up to beef brisket or ribs. Uh-oh, full-bodied. You know what that means. What? High alcohol content. Does that mean Shane's feeling a little good? It means I love you, baby. <laughs> I want to take one more sip and try to taste this vanilla and chocolate and then I got questions for you. Beautiful, beautiful. It's going to go really well. Forget brisket and ribs. I say with Easter chocolates from this weekend because we have some and I might have to break some open before this bottle's gone. Yeah, it's great having two little children because the neighborhood is giving us chocolate <laughs> and it's almost like they don't know that our one daughter has no teeth and is under the age of one. <laughs> And cannot eat full <laughs> chocolate bunnies or Kinder yeah. surprises, but we will take the gifts and eat them yeah. all. I'm not correcting anybody. <laughs> Never. Uh, but Shane, so we talked a while ago about what is the healthiest thing for your hair. And I remember telling you about some students I had years ago when I worked in like an international school in like Italy and a kid on my trip, he made a comment about how he hadn't washed his hair in 10 years and he had the most full bodied, beautiful hair that I'd ever seen. He only ever washed with water, but no shampoo, no soaps. We were talking about that and I didn't know that you had actually started doing it. Well, today's the day one. So yeah, <laughs> there, there's good reason you hadn't known. But I do look like a professional wrestler with this hair. It gets very greasy and stringy, so you're going to have to bear with it, I guess, for the next 10 years. Is that how long it takes? Yeah, but it doesn't take that long to look great. I think it takes like six months to a year to look great, maybe six months. And then I never wash it again? Yeah, you just wash it with water. And then okay. it's like balanced. And then the, the oils in your hair have become balanced because like our shampoo and everything strips all the oils off our hair. I don't know how it so works. So why do you use shampoo then? Because I don't want to go through the greasy phase because my hair is like really long. And But we're in quarantine. Yeah, but I'm on social media every day. Okay. What, any other questions? Yeah. Are you nervous at all? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've run out of questions. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just curious because like, are you nervous about what people are going to think of you when you say, oh, I stopped washing my hair and, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting. <laughs> you know, my group of friends. <laughs> Shades, hey, check this out. Hey, Vinny. Shane, stop washing his hair. I don't know why my friends are from Jersey Shore in this. Speaking in this... of Vinny, uh, my whole life, whenever we'd be in a crowded place, my dad would just go, yo, Vinny. And then everybody would turn around. He'd be pretending to wave to somebody. It was just a thing. No, that's very funny. I like that. I, I actually want to steal that. I like that bit so much. But yeah, I have no friends named Vinny. I don't know why I was characterizing my friends that way. But I guess 
just to prove a point that my friends don't care about my hair. I don't even see my friends. I haven't seen. I saw a friend today on the porch. I had a, mm-hmm. and he said it the first time he's seen me in like a year. Yeah. So and I, I wouldn't worry about my friend's opinion if I were me. Mm-hmm. I saw his wife on the porch. I'd say like maybe six months ago. But they're they're the only couple that I've seen. Even though we didn't see them together, saw them six months apart. It's just what a weird time this has been. Can I begin my line of questioning? Of course. Alex is feeling it, by the way. I can tell she has that look in her eye. Shane. This is a full-bodied wine. You're feeling it. You say that every time we drink a quote-unquote full-bodied wine. Why is that? Why do you take that as an insult? I'm Just because it's not true. Alex. Shane. W- what's a telltale sign that you're feeling it? Flush face. No. You what? think your eyes get bulgy and slightly watery. <laughs> you and your mom are the same. I was just going to say my mom... <laughs> You and your mom are the same. So yeah, mine aren't watery yet. And yes, I wear, they are. Shane, I wear contacts. This house is dry as, like, what? what is dry? It's dry as the Sahara Desert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with it. I'm saying it's date night. You have permission to feel good and feel a little bit looser. So oh, thank you don't for the be- permission. Don't. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like a phone sex worker. <laughs> Thank no, you for that permission. No, you can't say that, but you, you're all like of a Marilyn I'm Monroe. Doing I'll say ASMR. Well, well, thank you for the permission. Look, it's been an exciting day. All right. What was exciting? What was exciting? The kids were cute. I got some weeds out of the garden. The neighbor sent over a list of native plants that I can plant that will be nice and bring butterflies. And you're doing this hair thing. I'm excited. Wow. Dinner was great too. It's like Mardi Gras at the Cunningham residence today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait. Okay, so I wanted to open, even though this we haven't even gotten to question one and we're already like 20 minutes deep, but I wanted to open with a Sean Connery imitation. Can we not do like that? Like you're doing it or both of us? Both of us to have fun. Okay, you do it. You start. Mm. Okay, wait. Okay, well, I'll do it first because I don't want to. I don't. Okay. Hello, Shane. Would you like a slap and a glass of wine? <laughs> here's the reason that's funny i was trying to avoid saying the word schlap because there's a barbara walters interview where he talks about it being acceptable to schlap like sometimes i like giving a woman a schlap and he and and barbara walters calls him out she's like oh a few years ago you said it was okay to schlap a woman and she did she 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 didn't say schlap she said and this is like you know uh this is in the 80s and he's like you know i still feel like if a woman gets out of line it's okay to give her a slap if she pushes. That's push. wild. No, it is wild. And so when we, I was thinking of uh, an imitation that is easy to do, I was like, okay, Shane, do the Sean Connery, but don't say slap. <laughs> so you put me on the spot. I'm like, okay, I got to think of another phrase other than slap. And you just came through with slap in some weird, <laughs> weird way. Sean Connery, RIP. But He's dead? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. Sean Connery is no longer with us. Yes. What? When? When did he die? A little bit ago. Let's let's check here. I'm and, gonna say 2018. Oh, okay. So recent. Oh, oh, I remember when he died. Now, it's like when people say uh, Bernie Mac died. I always forget that one. Wait, Bernie Mac's dead? What? I'm kidding. Yes, I know. Okay, good. Whoa, he died in 2020. Who? Sean Connery? Yeah. Oh, did he die at the beginning of the year? October 31st. 2020 so he died very recently okay what did you who had the better sean connery imitation i think you did and i think you're more practiced at this wait 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 wait. i got another line for you though okay he was as dead as julius caesar 
Okay, yeah, I win for sure. Just <laughs> even if I never said anything, I win. Give me a bottle of scotch. He was as dead as Julius Caesar. Give me a bottle of scotch. Give me a bottle of scotch. How is mine? Yours is yours is better than mine. Okay. Money penny. No, that's bad. That's bad. Money. Wait, do it again. Ask ask Money Penny for uh, a new assignment. Money Penny, can I have a new assignment? <laughs> Was that bad? It didn't sound like young Sean Connery, I don't think. I'm not I, I only know older Sean Connery. <laughs> to me, he was born fifty and he died at age fifty. Do you think uh he was ever handsome? Like as a bond. Who actually no. Ignore the question about Sean Connery. I know you're not a big James Bond guy, but who is your favorite James Bond? Who do you think best encapsulates James Bond? When I think of who James Bond is as an actor, I think everyone has one actor in mind. And for me it's Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. To me, he is the James Bond, though. Oh, he's the worst. No, it's, he's not the worst. There's another guy that's the worst, and then Pierce Brosnan. Okay. I, I, he's too, uh, like, pretty boy, like, uh, fancy pants to be James Bond. Oh, I did not like Daniel Craig. I thought he was great. I find him to be very, uh, like, I don't like looking at him. He's too jacked. I it, love looking at him. He's too jacked. He, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to say I don't find him to be an attractive man. Too jacked. You know what? Maybe he is too jacked, but no, he's an attractive man. I'll just put that on the table. He's an attractive man. I thought he. What was... is attractive about Daniel Craig? I'm trying to figure out his appeal. Here. He's he's in, he's very sexy. Daniel Craig is very sexy. Not in that picture. If you're gonna pull up, that... <laughs> <laughs> there's okay. So there's one picture of Daniel Craig where he has a very strange haircut. I don't know if it it's was like for red, a red long hair. Yeah, it's like red frayed long hair. Okay, who's your favorite? Who's my favorite Bond? Well, Sean Connery and Daniel Craig. I think Daniel Craig's awesome as Bond. I I, I really think he's great as Bond, and I think that the next Bond will have him beat no matter what because I think there are so many great actors right now that could play James Bond. So they have to be UK born, I think, right? So I think uh, there's two people I think would be amazing as James Bond. One, Idris Elba. Yeah, everyone says that. Yeah, because it's true. He would be freaking phenomenal. And I mean, who's more husband material than Idris Elba? Or Sam Hewen. He's Scottish. You keep trying to crowbar Sam Hewen. No, I'm just saying. Every, he'd be a good Bond. Every, not only date night conversation, every regular pod, every conversation where we're talking about anything, it's like, oh, Sam Hewen would be good at this. It's like, no, why? Because he's Scottish and he's in the show that he's in. He's like, Sam Hewen would never be James Bond. Why? He's only popular with, I can't say. <laughs> okay. My dad watched Outlander season one. Okay. Your dad was watching it because you said it was great and he was watching it with Lorna. No, they watched it first and I think they told me about it. I'm saying I feel like the demographic is women who are feeling a little pent up, if I can say that. All right. Well, what about Idris Elba? Do you think he'd be a good Bond? Yes. Everyone knows Idris Elba would be a good Bond. Well, then how come he's not already? He probably will be the next Bond. He should be. I hate James Bond, though, so I want to get into our first question. (laughs) For date night. If you had to change your first name, what would you pick? My first name? I love my first name. Alexandra? I love it. I love it. It's the name of Queens, Shane. Do you know uh, Alexandra is a Greek name and it means defender of men, like defender of mankind. 
Hmm. Like no, it's a very strong that. name. It's awesome. It's uh, been, you know, it was a Greek name, but it's been adopted by many Russian and Polish people, which of course is my heritage. I love it on you. You sued Alexandra. I couldn't imagine you as anything else. You make it a beautiful name, I find. And when I see you, I want to say Alexandra. I don't even want to say Alex. Although I, I do, to save time, call you Al. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think it's a great name on you. However, I do think it's maybe too common for the type of standout-ish, unique name that I'm searching after because I crave that attention that a unique name affords. You crave a unique name attention. Yes, I am a... Um, what's it called? What's the... Those things we are, the Enneagrams. Oh, yeah. You're like, what? Enneagram number whatever. I think I'm four. Whatever one I am, it's very needy and drama creating and (laughs) acting like I don't want the spotlight, but I want the spotlight. It's like, you know, it's a very embarrassing Enneagram, but it's very true. And I think that comes out in the name I would want for myself. Now, if you, I know you're very partial to Alexandra, obviously. What other Alexandras do you know? Like, do you you don't know over 10? I know. This okay. Today I'm on the phone, and you're talking to me. I'm, I'm on the phone with a person from work, and you're like, "What's that, sweetie?" I'm like, uh, "Listen, Alex, I got this." You're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Alex, sorry, I'm talking to another Alex." So I'm on the phone with an Alex There's from my not work. Many. It's not that common. It's obviously up there, but it's not that common. Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: It's a name that can men can be called. Yeah. And women. So just there, it doubles the odds of it being used. And Right. All right, fine. So if it wasn't Alexandra, I'm going to have to think about it. I don't know. I love my name. I'm going to have to think about it. You tell me what name you would prefer if you had to choose your own name. Well, when I was a kid, I loved the show Boy Meets World. <laughs> Why is that funny? That was a great show. It was no, universally great. It's just funny. I know That's fine. I never watched it, but it's just funny. This is like, a, like an all-world show, like critically acclaimed, and you laugh? <laughs> what do you laugh at? I don't know. You, you laugh at the things I'm you do not know. You just tell me what name you want. Okay, the name is Ryder. I wanted to be because there's this actor, Ryder Strong, who plays Corey's best friend on the show Boy Meets World, and I just thought Ryder—that's such a cool name. And you know, if you're 12, you want to be called mm. Ryder. That's a very cool name. I also used to be partial to my middle name, Christian. I'd be like, imagine my name was Christian Cunningham. That would be very cool and sexy however people would just call me chris yeah and i don't i don't really like a name pared down see i'm not it's funny that you said rider because i was like whatever he picks it's going to be like i won't be able to picture rider i can picture because in my mind before i met you and before i actually had a shane in my life that i knew and loved because i've only ever met really one person named shane and i told you about that i I had to call the cops on him he was uh, kind of stalking me man in university um shane's really got a thing for alex (laughs) but rider in my mind i think it occupies the same kind of space and the same kind of person that shane would when i would picture them yeah shane's i find shane to be a cool name not as cool as alex but alexandra alexandra but the name i'm picking right now is actually totally inspired by me meeting you and uh, you're the name we are going to name a male if we had it jersey would be the sickest name ever and i would love to have the name jersey Mm. so that was my grandfather's name my dad's dad and if had we had a boy we were going to name our son jersey j-e-r-z-y and there's like a little polish accent somewhere the coolest name and all the photos of the only photos i have associated with a person named jersey are of my grandfather that i never met but just him looking so cool like 
just walking down he had his hair like slicked back all the time just like really handsome guy like long cool coat and he was always just looking awesome in any photos i've ever seen of him so what's the name alex for a female jersey for you okay what do you think of that me is a jersey can you see it yeah yeah no i love that name i'm obsessed with that name yeah babe i don't i don't know what name could you see me as if i wasn't alex i am a huge boy meets world fan okay so (laughs) hear me out and by the way you embody this perfectly topanga topanga (laughs) topanga was the love interest she was the biggest crush i've ever had in my life watching that show i used to watch that show and like i'm not sure if this happened to you when you were young but you you get fired up about a crush you had on a TV character and I would get like butterflies and excited and I would think we were going to date one day, but it was Topanga and she had an Alex vibe. Well, there you go. Do you know Topanga? I know da- Topanga. Danielle yeah. Fischel? Yeah, of course. Well, I'll, I can adopt Topanga just, you know, for your childhood's sake because I, I literally have no other name that I would prefer. Do you know what's weird about Topanga? What? The, the actress named uh, Danielle Fischel. I'm probably saying that wrong, but her husband is the guy who discovered the shrimp tails in the Cap'n Crunch. I know. I know that. And, and it turns out he, because he became so famous, he got all these problems because his past, since he went viral, all these women and people from his past came out to say he's a bad dude who's a liar. No way. And like a very, very bad guy. And it's ruined his life in a way. I didn't hear that part of the story. I ended on the... These are shrimp. What's going on? And it's that's very likely it's, he's a fraudster. And they're still together? Like they're married? Uh, yeah. Currently, yeah. I guess currently they are. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you have no answer here. No, no. I, I love my name. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What's your favorite nickname besides Alex? And is there a story behind it? Yeah, I've had lots of nicknames. Let's see. One of my best girlfriends and I used to write notes to each other using boy names so like we'd call each other boy names to be honest i don't even remember what mine is i was gonna just spit it out hers was ryan i forget what mine was yeah but we're talking about nicknames here no i know that's kind of a nickname yeah i guess i guess you said you've had lots of nicknames yeah but um just variations of my first name or last name but i guess lamp or al (laughs) no lamp is what all my everybody in high school like all my girlfriends guy friends basketball team Everybody just called me Lamp, my teachers. And that's because you were immobile most of the time when you were playing basketball? Because I was immobile. Yeah, you just kind of <laughs> no. stand there and say, give me the ball. No, it was easy to say. Because people either called, nobody ever called me Alex or Alexandra in high school. Everybody either called me Lamparski or Lamp. Like none of my friends, none of the guys that I liked or that were friends of mine, anything, nobody called me Alex. Everybody just called me Lamp or Lamparski and then shortened it to Lamp. But and I liked that. I loved my last name. I really, especially, I think I love my last name more because it just kind of became my name and it be, just was what I was known by. Yeah, so it was it was like it was my first name or my nickname or whatever. But I, I really liked that because all the other people that I looked up to at that time, they were also known to their friends as either Lamparski or Powski or Lamp or whatever, like both of my cousins, my dad, my brother, my mom, like everybody was just called Lamp or Lamparski to their friends. Your mom was called Lamparski. Probably not her. I don't know why I right. said her. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't imagine your mom being called No, that. but like my, my cousin Jesse who, uh, and Julie, who were like, they're like sisters. They were like such, like I was always so um, obsessed with them in that like I wanted to be them and I wanted to be just like them. And like I really admired them my whole life, still do. 
but you know they were always called lamp by their friends so when my friends started just calling me lamp or lamparski whatever i was like yeah like i'm a cool kid now and i just embraced it loved it what do you think my nickname was based off my last name clever pork cunningham no no if you don't know like <laughs> i don't know cunners cunners i know that yeah. I know well everyone that. called me cunners and i thought that was cool and i didn't know but my dad was called cunners in high school really however my nickname was shane the brain which I really like. Why do you for no, your no, brow I'm, no, that? I'm curious. I want to know where that came from. I used to call into radio shows and prank them all the time. I was obsessed with this show called The Jim Richards. It was like a late night show. Jim Richards was the host. And I would call in and anytime he would go, who is this? I'd go, Shane the Brain here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we would just torture this late night show host to the point where, because I would get all my friends to call in and we would prank him. <laughs> And sometimes we would come up with a new bit. It was on weeknights. So we would come up with a new bit every night. And sometimes the bit would be try to talk as slow as possible and tell the most boring story. So I'd be like, one time I was in karate and I like to do some chops. And the story would go nowhere. And it, I would just try to see how long I could be on the air. And then sometimes you would just tell, I told the story how I took a, like a Viagra pill or something. And I, I had to like slam my genitals in a, no. a dryer to make it go down. Yeah. I they told kept you on air? Well, they would cut me off eventually. And I, I would always be like, train the brain, gotcha again. <laughs> so then he made a rule. And I'm telling you, this rule was enacted for like three weeks. He goes, okay, no more mail callers. <laughs> Because it's just me and all my friends. So he's like, there's high school kids. They've taken over this station. No more mail callers. So we would get our our sisters or, oh our, or our friend's sisters to get by the call screener. Because there's a person who of answers course. the call first, asks you what the topic is, and then puts you on air. So my friend Brian Wood, his sister would get through the screener. It'd be like, okay, we're here with Paulina. And then I'd go, actually, it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so then the bit just became having a kind of girls but guys name but just shortening it like Georgina so I have to say so she you and I and I always discover ways in which you and I are more similar than I had previously thought because when we first started dating I was like oh we don't have too much in common other than the fact that we're like we like to have a good time we're kind of like well, we both play basketball people. we up. both play basketball yeah but like there's you know a few core things but then as time goes on i keep finding ways that you and i are like just have done funny things in the past that are similar and one of those things was we used to direct our friends in videos and we always used to be filming and everything so like i used to direct and edit my friends in like stupid little handy cam videos whatever mm-hmm. But another thing was that I used to lead a prank call circle. What? Yeah. And it was when me and all the girls from my high school would get together and we'd prank call the homes of the boys that we knew from high school. And I would always be Trina from the Fox's Den, just calling to let you know that Shane uh, left his credit card down here or that, you know, that's funny. Shane still owes me $350 from his last appointment. And we is that like a like a sex place? The Fox's Den used to be a like like a strip club downtown Hamilton. Okay, And we used to go like for my birthday, we'd stay in the Howard Johnson, the Howard Johnson Hotel with like an mm-hmm. awesome swimming pool and everything was right across from it. So we'd stay there and then at night, me and all my friends would look out the window every year. We'd like try to see like who was going in and out of the Fox's Den. We'd pretend that we recognized people even though we didn't. I don't even know if it was a strip club. I don't know what it was. I was like 10. Sounds like it would be a strip club. <laughs> but we would leave these messages 
on these guys like a home answering machines That's but funny. they never knew that it was us and we never asked to find out if there was any follow-up but every single time i was trina really from the fox's den and we did this for years like we did this for like three years that's awesome yeah. I, I used to grab a phone book and just like to impress like people if they're over my house like or if like uh, the odd time like if a girl was at my house i'd be like watch this i'm gonna do a prank call I'd pull, <laughs> a, pull out a phone book i i would look at their address and then I would say, hello, I just want to tell you I've lost my pet snake. <laughs> I, I live at this address. And the address would be like a couple of houses over. I'd be like, it went down the toilet. I think it might be in your toilet. And they would fall for it every time. And the woman would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to check right now. They would get freaked out. Every single person believed it. And then I would pretend I was a radio show and I would get me and my friends to just say something in unison like, hello, we, we're from K92 <laughs> and you've just won $1,000, dollars, dollars. All you have to do is answer this question. And we would just ask them the easiest question and they would freak out and they'd be like, oh my God. And they would answer it. And then it like, it would obviously, we you would. You did that so well that yeah. I don't doubt that yeah. you did that in high school. We did it to my cousin Brandon once. Oh, no way. And he flipped out he was so excited Aww. <laughs> and I, I felt so bad i just almost wanted to give him the thousand bucks Aww. but yeah see here's like i could never prank call somebody like in a malicious way and even at that time like i mean it was probably so obvious that it was like a girl in high school pretending to be somebody named trina from the fox's den but like, none of my prank calls were ever malicious Right. Yeah, of I don't course think not. That is. A prank call shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I think I don't know. Do people do that? But it it's such a thing in the past, and it kind of goes in what you and I were sitting on the couch the other night, and we said we don't. It's hard for us to trust people under thirty because people under thirty are just still so in whatever world they're living in, and they're it's just a lot of learning and whatever, and it's different. And maybe it's just because we feel old, like we're the old people now. Yeah. Well, I was a very kind-hearted prankster. In fact, I had this other bit where I would always call a pizza place and just try to see how ridiculous I could make the pizza. I'd be like, all right, I, I want some spaghetti on the pizza. How is that kind? You're, you're wasting these people's time. They probably got lots of other calls they're fielding. Well, wait. So, so, so this, this person's like, yeah, fine. I'll make that. I'm like, all, all right. Well, I want you to wrap it up like a panzerati, though. And they'd be like, okay. And be like, and, and then I'd be like, and I want you to put that on top of the pizza. Fine. <laughs> so this person agrees. They're like, all right, that'll be $70 and 83 cents. I'm like, okay then. <laughs> and I want to see if this person's legit. So I give them my address. Sure enough, the pizza person comes to my door with this ridiculous pizza. No way. And it was made to my exact prank specifications. And I had to give them damn near $100. Of course you would So have. I was... So scared that to actually make someone go through the process because mm -hmm. my whole point was it's going to be so ridiculous they're never going to do it. But if they would do it, I was willing to pay for it. I and hope you gave them a hundred dollars. No, I, I I gave them close to a hundred dollars. Putting up with your ass. Alex is feeling it. I want to reiterate <laughs> it. Alex is feeling it. Okay, question number three. How would you describe yourself in three words? Hmm. I would say that I'm compassionate. I would say that I am a dreamer. And I would say that I am fun loving, but like fun dash loving. So it's like still Canada is one word. Mm -hmm. well, would you, do you think that's a good assessment? A fair assessment? Fair yes. assessment? Okay. What about you? I would say I am funny. Yes. Humorous maybe. 
And I would say I'm intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I am potentially intense. Potentially intense. It's funny because right before you said potentially intense, I was thinking you better say intense is the third one. Because you're intense. Whether it's like happy intense or like proud intense, like I'm proud of the girls or like intense with work, there's always some kind of intensity to you. It's very interesting. I've never met anybody that had that quality. Do you like it? Are you like, he's so passionate? No, I like it sometimes. And other times I'm like, don't be so intense. So like I think that in my head. But then other times I'm like, ooh, I love his intensity for this right now. Like, this is great. If you had to choose to take my intensity away forever or keep it forever, what oh, would you choose? Oh, keep it. Keep it for sure because it's awesome because we have a lot of fun and we get involved in a lot of super awesome things and have a lot of really fun nights because of your intensity. What's the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Oh, probably. No, I booked a flight to Berlin and I booked two night hostel stay there. And then, what, like 35 days later, I booked uh, a flight home from Madrid and hostel stay there for that night. But then everything else I didn't book. So then I flew down to Berlin. Nothing was booked. I didn't know anything about what I was going to do for the next 35 days except that I was leaving on a certain date to go back home from Madrid. So I just knew that I had to go from Berlin and somehow eventually make my way to Madrid. Okay, so these trips I'm always fascinated by. What do you do on these trips? Is it pretty much as every night you just go out and drink? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so fun. So you just go out (laughs) and you know, it's not that, but it's just like not necessarily drinking, but just hanging out with people partying even if you're not drinking just like you know walking around a city that you don't know and exploring and everything and And the hostels it's very easy to make friends at hostels so easy especially as a single traveler so if you're there by yourself you have no other option but to just start chatting with people yeah and the second another solo traveler sees you they're like on you like glue right so then there's there's so many solo travelers like there really are So you just eventually meet so many people and then I'd meet people and we would travel to the next city together. They'd tell me what their plan was and they'd ask if I want to come and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Or if I met up with somebody and they had been maybe traveling with me for a few days. Are you scared? Oh, I was never scared. Can you trust, like if it's a male traveler, can you trust them? No, I I, I didn't. I pretty much always had uh, some really close girlfriends that I would make on these trips. However, I did start, I I dated one guy for like two weeks and we traveled around together for like that two weeks. And I I trusted him very much. Were you in love with him? I thought I was like in love with him, but I think it was just, you know, like being on the beaches of Barcelona, rubbing sunscreen on each other's backs. That made me feel like I was in love with him. Uh, Me or him? You, babe. Seriously though. Seriously. Just looks wise. You. Like now, like current age, I mean, he's still traveling, so he's looking a little, uh, a little tired. What do you mean, current age? Is is the implication that younger no, like current me? Current time, like current time. Oh, I see what you're doing. Like twenty twenty one. I see what you're doing here. You're saying he looked better than me when you met him, <laughs> but you're saying no. now that he's older. He doesn't. No, I was just doing that as a jealousy trap. I know that's not a good thing, but no, you always look better. You were always the man in my dreams. The only thing this guy had on you, the only thing, is that he had a really uh, a really cute accent. 
He was from South Africa. So I always wanted to visit uh, Durban because he was he was from Durban in South Africa. Hmm. But you are much kinder and more handsome. Oh, he wasn't kind to you. No, he was very kind to me, but not to other people. Oh, wait, can I just say on that trip, the most adventurous thing on that trip? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, say it. Okay. That was so the whole, I was what in, the question was well, no, the whole on. trip itself was the most adventurous thing I had ever I just done. wanted to know what the most, single most adventurous thing you did and the most interesting. Okay, okay. Life. We heard about this great nightclub in Berlin. So we're like, let's do it. Nobody there spoke English. We go to this club. We are given an address. We go to the address. We knock on the door. A guy in a gas mask he's like the gimp so he's totally dressed like in leather you can't see anything he's massive he's like six five and 300 pounds leather all over his face he's got these little pig snort on and uh, pig ears on and like a snout you mean yes okay yes. yeah pig <laughs> and uh he just motions for us to come in this door it's an elevator we go down he presses a button we go down like two stories underground opens it up and it's a bar where everybody's just wearing gas masks. This is in Germany. It's freaky, but we stayed. But do you feel weird not wearing a gas mask? Well, we weren't. There was like go-go dancers on the bar. and But like, there was no one else wearing a gas, not wearing a gas mask? Like a couple other like random mm. tourists, but yeah. yeah, it was a weird vibe. Interesting. But we stayed and I'd say that was incredibly adventurous. Mm -hmm. What was the most adventurous thing you've ever done? I think going after my mom's boyfriend who was cheating on her oh geez louise so i made a documentary about my mom's cheating boyfriend i had suspected that my mom's boyfriend was a cheater so i told all my friends if you ever see this guy out with another woman call me let me know and i'm gonna go to the bar where he's at and film him so my friend sure enough a couple weeks later calls me says hey i see lyle out with another woman i got i got all my friends together packed up in a car Filmed him through the window. He was at a Krabby Joe's, which was a restaurant, like a chain of restaurants in Hamilton. I waited for him to come out. Like I caught him through the window. I filmed him through the window making out with this woman. Oh my God. And then when he walked out with this woman, there were 16 high school kids yelling, <laughs> busted. <laughs> and he's like, guys, can I just get to my car? And we're like, Lyle, Lyle, you're a cheater. And like we just like harassed him the whole way. How long had they been dating? At least a year and a half. So what was his Oh, we called we called the movie Year and a Half. So it was Year and mm. a Half. Because my mom goes, This was the worst fucking year and a half of my life. And what? that was like the big quote of the doc. What was the relationship between you and Lyle before that? It was fine. Yeah. So what was his reaction to you then? Well, after we filmed the documentary, he one time I came home and he was just there. When I walked through the garage and he's like, Yeah, you think you're pretty tough, huh? <laughs> You and your buddies doing that? And he kind of intimidated me like he was going to oh. hit me or something. But he did not, obviously. And uh, yeah, that movie that I shot ended up going to film festivals. And like there was a professor at uh, NYT who messaged me one day through YouTube. And he's like, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. He's like, I'm going to show this to my class if I have your permission. Oh, wow. I'm like, absolutely. And uh, when I, it got like over a million views on you or almost a million views on YouTube, I eventually took it down though because my mom was getting people at her work. She worked at a dealership, a car dealership, coming in and recognizing her. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but I, I'm convinced it would have had like 10 million views had I kept it on. And it's funny because when you and I first started dating, people would ask me, they're like, oh my God, like Shane's movie was amazing. And I'd be like, I have not seen it. Shane, I still mm -hmm. haven't seen it. 
And I know you have it. It's in our basement or something on a little tape. Yeah, I have it on a tape. I also have it on YouTube, but I just have it. Still on YouTube? It's private on YouTube. Can I see it eventually? Yeah. But I'm like, you know, a little punk kid. I have a shaved head and blonde, dyed blonde stubble. See, I would, here's one thing that I will say. (laughs) I would love to see you with like dyed blonde hair. I think that could be a whole thing. You're saying I should dye my hair blonde? Yes. You would like if I dyed this hair blonde? Yeah. Well, just, just for fun. It grows out, right? And it grows back beautiful, brown, whatever it is now. Like your hair is gorgeous. But I think it could be fun. I think it would really ruin it. <laughs> what is the worst piece of advice anyone has ever given you? <laughs> the one? Just because I think about motherhood all the time, like with the account that I have and everything on Instagram. Okay, there's two things. So the first one that comes to mind because of, you know, the arena I'm in is uh, your mom told me to ask for a C-section when uh, I was pregnant with Lucy. She oh, goes, <laughs> mine is related to my mom also. <laughs> she told me, she goes, if they offer you a C-section, take it. You know, like before you even get in a labor, just take it if you can choose a day. <laughs> and I have a lot of friends who have C- had C-sections and I'm sure a lot of listeners have had C-sections and it is major surgery. It is not an easy thing. And you know, your vagina is supposed to go through childbirth so it is very adept at kind of going back to normal after and going through these things and uh, C-section, it's it's a difficult recovery. So when she told me that, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then she just she just kept talking about what a great experience she had with C-section. Well, it's C-sections all she's ever known, you. right? Oh, I know. Uh, but it was just, it was interesting. And that and then um, my Bobcha, my, my dad's mom, uh, just telling me, Alex, don't worry about it. It's just marry a rich guy, you'll be good, okay? Marry a rich guy. I can't say it was bad advice, but I mean, she didn't have a lot of faith in me. Yeah, we're not doing bad, you know. <laughs> no, we got this tush, tushy sponsorship, <laughs> <laughs> which I do love the tushy. That's uh, like I'm just saying, we tushy sponsors our regular podcast, and it's a great product. And just that, yeah, having a tushy makes us feel rich. But babe, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? Also from my mom. When I was a kid, I went through terrible bullying. Aww. And I would come home to my mom crying. I'd be like, Mom, I'm so scared. What do I do? She'd be like, what? What happened? And I would tell her. And she would get so riled up. And she'd go, you go up to them tomorrow. And you say, your mother wears army boots. What? (laughs) That was a big insult back in the day. It was like, she's like, tell them their mother wears army boots. Wait, I thought you meant like Trish wears, like your mom wears army boots. So she's going to kick them in the butt no maybe it was i don't even know what the expression means but so the next day the and i thought it was genius i was like this sounds like a, a like a really good insult so i tell this this bully is bullying me and i'm like your mother wears army boots and then it just made everything so much worse i just got chased so much harder and for so much longer that it was like i should have just talked to him in a real way instead of like lowering myself to his level Oh, I, I hate thinking about you getting bullied. Like it mm-hmm. makes me want to, I know these people are all adults now and they're all older than me, but it, it makes me want to go and like grab them by the ear and take them to their parents. I mean like, 
do you know what you did to my husband? Do yeah. you know how mean you were? Do you know how you made him feel? You know what I mean? It's, it's just funny. Like people who didn't even know me would bully me. Like I remember on my, I think it was my 12th birthday. I got a Maple Leafs hat. I didn't like the hockey at all, but mm-hmm. I loved the Maple Leafs, this Maple Leafs hat. I put it on backwards. <laughs> I'm walking to Max Milk to get some candy or something. Got a bike just goes yoink. Takes it off my, <laughs> takes it off my head. Only because I wore it backwards, it was easy to grab and just rode away. You see, if he made the yoink sound effect, that whole thing is hilarious. He did not. But well, then that's bullying. Yeah, but anyway, we should wrap it up here and enjoy the rest of our date night. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening to date night. Give us five stars if you enjoyed yourself at all, and have a great rest of your day or night or weekend or whatever it may be. Toodaloo.